So welcome to the Critical Alpha podcast with Aaron and we've got John Perlow on the line. Welcome, John. Hey, mate. How are you going? All right? Good? Yeah, going well, John. I thought we'd dive right into it. What's your background and how did you get into your line of work? Yeah, I guess um, well, it depends It depends how far back we go, but I guess I'm, I'm um, the owner of the, the New South Wales, I guess most of the New South Wales arm of Genesis Fitness Club. And um, is, we've, got, we've got nine locations in New South Wales, which is um, sort of seven in Newcastle and and two up in in Coffs Harbour region, but we've also we've also got the um, Ninja Park, which is a, a obstacle training centre as well, and and we're the franchise all for that too. So we've opened in Townsville. We've got two more that uh, were opening just prior to the COVID um, yeah. the COVID shutdown. But um, but yeah, so there's that's been great, and, and we've got tens tens of thousands of people who use our facilities across uh, across those regions too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so run fitness clubs. I still am an avid fitness enthusiast myself as well and um and uh and I, I started in this industry a long time ago when when i was sort of 21 or something like that 2021 um and since then i've just been so passionate about helping people get moving yeah. nice and you were a radiographer by trade and um you started yeah. out as a yoga instructor is that right uh well yeah radiographer uh first came down to newcastle because i was from lismore north coast and Moved yep. to study radiography for a few years, and um, thought that was what I wanted to do as a lifelong passion. And as, yep. as most of us do, we start in one direction. Um, during that time period, because I was a very overweight um, kid, teenager, um, adult at that stage, yeah, yeah. Um, so I pushed 124 kilograms and and um, and overweight, and very very unfit. But a friend of mine dragged me to the gym and yep. started going to the gym and doing weights and classes, and that sort of got me got me a little bit addicted to this fitness thing. So. When did my course and started teaching classes. So I started. So I started as a group fitness instructor first, teaching. Oh. Um, back then it was it was circuits and and um, and high low classes was was around back then in the gym we had. Yeah. Um, and that evolved into teaching pretty much everything after that. So. Do you see yourself as a bit of a pioneer? Like I guess you've got that background. How how have things changed from um, back then to now? And, how have you sort of shaped that? Yeah, well, it's a funny, it's a good, it's a good point actually, because we, um, like nowadays, like anyone who's coming, who's getting into fitness or who's interested in anything movement related, think there's a plethora of options out there. Um, and back in the day, the yeah. gym, back, back then, um, when I was in my twenties at 21 or so, um, there were no options, there were no gyms. And the only gyms around were for bodybuilders or leotard princesses and, mm. um, there were guys, there were guys that believe it or not, like the gym we had, there was days that guys could use a sauna and days that the girls could use the sauna and um, uh, and we and the classes are pretty much girls only, guys went to the gym floor and that was sort of standard stereo, stereotype that was around. And my dad always used to say to me, when are you going to go back and get a real job? And he was, and he didn't mean it in a bad way. It was more just, I'd studied radiography for so many years and it put so much into that, that yeah. the gym industry back then was more of a, um, it was more of a play play job so yeah. and teaching classes and that was, was sort of a casual thing you no one ever thought it was going to be a career in fitness because there were no real careers in fitness at yeah. all then it was zero yeah. and the only course that was available was a, a TAFE a TAFE fitness leaders course really and there really yeah. wasn't much more unless you were going to be a teacher or an educator of some description so the gyms were back then pretty much bodybuilders and um, in weights rooms and you might have had a group fitness studio which was 99% female and um, it was all yep. jump up and down style aerobics and oh, okay. that was pretty much what it was like. Now, nowadays, it's gone through full swing. So, so I remember being being there and, and getting, um, being off of the management job at 23 years of age, which was young yep. um, and uh, which was at West, that's a West Lease Club at that stage. And um, we proposed moving the gym to a to larger location. Everyone thought we were a bit mad at that stage and we, we then made the evolution to move to a larger gym and that was hugely successful. And yep. then we um, concepted and built their larger or a huge facility, which is um, like five or 6,000 square meters. And um, that once again was a, a huge, um, we had to come over the objections from the, from the board to get that across the line. But then once we did it, it was a, it was, it was pretty much one of the first clubs like that in the country when we did it. Yep. And there was, there was next to no um, gyms like that around. And, and it was, gold star level like even nowadays it's still considered um a phenomenal facility even yeah. with all the, the gyms around so i was lucky to be part of that in that 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 day and, and um 
and I think that was just due to our passion and, and we had a good team around us too. Yeah, it seems like you're, you've dabbled in that space where you, you were a trainer, but then yep. you, you've transformed your mindset to business owner and now big business, I guess. You've got a number of businesses under that same umbrella. Yep. Um, how have you adapted to the change with current restrictions and things like that on business and, and personally, I guess? In relation to COVID, you mean? Are you referring to COVID change or? Yeah. Yeah. Has that shaped the way you are running your business at the moment or? Well, I read an article the other day, funnily enough. So we've been, I mean, and, um, and not to make light of the COVID situation, but um, uh, uh, when was it? Probably 15 years ago, 16 years ago, we had, if we look at the fitness industry specifically, from a business perspective, we had um, curves, curves had come out and people yeah. were talking about curves and curves is going to shut all these gyms down. It's a new competitor coming to the market. And, and um, they came and and through the industry, then we had other competitors come in and um, there, which like 24 seven is like anytime fitness and snap. Anytime fitness was the first one. We we evolved and moved to 24 seven over that time period. But we all thought it was going to be the, um, the death of the fitness industry and we're worried about liability and people getting hurt after hours and all these things as well. And, yeah. Um, then we we had um, now we've had boutique sort of studios open up all over the place and that yeah. can evolve the industry further and and once again um, gym owners um, lots of gym owners look at it as a as a as an issue but the, the, and it is it's, it's something you've got to address and and be competitive against but yeah. um, the benefit is it keeps you on your toes I remember in two thousand and nine or two thousand eight um, we're opening clubs and. Um, and I read, I read a, and this is where I was going, I read an article from Europe just the other day and the article states um, what it'll look like after this crisis will be um, will be something which is trying to establish what the new norm is. And um, it, one one thing for sure, business will not be the same after this crisis it was, as what it, what it was before the crisis. Business is going to have to adapt or they're going to have to go down. Yep. That was written 11 years ago when the, um, uh, when the GFC hit. So, yep. you know, that was a statement about the GFC, but you could have put it perfectly related that to what's going on right now with COVID. You know, so if we look at it by itself, you know, well, yes, it is. Yes, it is devastating, and there's people who are going to have to adapt and change. And and if you're the, and if you're not the type of um, business leader or business who can can adapt and and modify your offerings and and keep your team together and keep your team motivated and um, you will 100% fall apart in this. So you've got to be willing to be nimble. And some of the stuff we've developed in the last four weeks, previous to this, it would have taken six or eight months um, yep. to get out there because everyone's got to focus. There's no, there's yep. no, um, there's no distraction of operations. There's no distraction yep. of of what we think yep. is important. It's not really important. And we got knuckled down to everyone just falls together. And even though people aren't getting paid as much because they might be on a on a half stand down or a stand down, you've got these team yeah. members coming together to try and help um, yeah. everyone get through it because it is it has been a pretty devastating time for those. Yeah. Now, if I if I'd lie to you if I said it wasn't a it wasn't a tough period at the start. Um, yeah. In the first three days, like I was in I was in the US um, when uh, just prior to the shutdown, so we went over there for my daughter's 18th, and and we um, I've got twin daughters who turned 18 while we're over there. And we intended to have an amazing holiday because we prior to leaving, it was we're only going for like 10 days. So, yeah, and, yeah. and the crisis wasn't that bad at that stage. We left and the plane, everything was looking pretty good. America yeah. was fine. Australia was fine. Yeah. But over there, pretty much a day after that, just everything was shutting down. So we came back to 22 weeks of isolation on the Saturday, Sunday, and we had to close the doors on the Monday. So we had wow. to stand down, stand down stuff by um, uh, Zoom and, and, meetings and um, teams and that as well to try and make sure we had given the right information and the yeah. club manager to step in and, and do the majority of that work and and, I, and like i said i'd be lying if i said it wasn't wasn't tough in those first few days and we said what are we going to do and you had a bit clouded and distracted and where's this going to lead to and yeah but then as soon as you find a bit of a focus and you and you get some direction for yourself and you think okay now our plan is this yeah the team just came back into alignment after that point so um so we've had to adapt and move a lot of our stuff online and, and like we're doing a Zoom meeting now as well, which um, yeah. was always available beforehand. Everyone had it. Yeah. Um, 
but it's now made it a need as opposed to just innovative businesses looking for that option only. That's right. Um, yeah. So we've had to adapt and, and if you don't adapt, you die. We've seen so many fitness facilities, whether it be PT studios or, or um, large facilities around the country, now, um, now starting to do online teaching and classes and that as well. Yeah. Um, and mark my words, it will become a standard offering for, for the majority of facilities now. Yeah. Um, where you don't have to have the real estate and those things. So there's an opportunity, there's opportunities that come out of it from everywhere. That's an interesting point. It reminds me of a book um, I read called Obstacle is the Way. Yeah, um, yeah, I heard it. yeah, yeah, it's a really good book and it basically outlines the fact that any obstacle that comes your way is more of an opportunity if you look at it that way. And um, yeah, it sounds interesting yeah. the way you've handled it. It sounds like you've weathered some storms in the past and that's probably shaped how you've approached this. I mean, it sounds like you've approached it as an opportunity more than an obstacle. Yeah, we've tried. We've tried to. I mean, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to face the reality. You've got to yeah. face reality. This is, this is tough, and it's um, and things aren't going to be the same. But you can either lay down and um, complain about it mm. and blame everyone else about it, or you've got to look at, look for a solution. So yeah. Um, so when you when you're um, and I feel for any other business in the country, whether it's a uh, whether it's retail or us or someone who's had to close their doors, whether it be government mandated yeah. or whether it be because there's no customers yep. um, who just do, lost, lost confidence and go and get, don't go in, you're faced with the reality of uh, we've got zero revenue. Um, yep. And I mean zero. We had zero revenue because we had to stop all of our members' payments yep. in our business. And um, and we had no online offering really at that stage either. Yep. So we've had to adapt, adapt that pretty quickly. And when you cut, we've over that, those weeks of negotiating rents and, and negotiating um, subscriptions and any, any license fees and stuff we've got coming out to try and get them down to the minimal. Yep. Um, and try, talking to staff members and first and foremost is do the, do the hundred percent necessary stuff, business 101 stuff first, minimize expenses yep. um, and work at the same time on working out how you can actually um, get some sort of revenue coming in, even if it's a new thing you've never thought of before. Yeah. So what about fitness, your, your own personal fitness? Have you had to change the way you've been staying fit yourself? Um, yeah, I have. I've, so I, when we came back, we were in isolation too. So, um, so we had to stay in the house and, and we we're pretty strict on that too. Like I, I think if we're going to do the right, if everyone, if everyone does the right thing, um, the thing passes a lot quicker. So we, our family was of the same opinion that we didn't want to go out and jeopardize that. So we stayed indoors and, in our workouts inside the house and um, and, and a lot of body weight style training and yeah. as much as I, we own lots and lots of gyms, yeah. um, that's the case. But at home, I really don't have a lot of equipment because we we yeah. typically go to the club and do our workouts because this club's yeah. close to home. I did have a barbell, so I've done a few things with a barbell and that down there. But the majority of my work's been on a um, on a trainer bike, like a bike yeah. indoors, yeah. or um, or doing like functional functional style workouts on the floor. Um, the one thing that you sort of miss uh, in a home environment a lot of the time is things for um, for those of, uh, who are listening to this or like do weights or anything like that is is back style movements. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chin ups or something like that. So you re you have postural chain. Yeah. Um, we don't get a chance to do too much of that at home. You might have a bar which you might can pick yeah. up off the floor, but you don't yeah. get a chance to do too much of that. So you had to be the, the good good thing is I mean I guess in my experience of the training I've done over the years and that is it led me to work out ways around that. Yeah. Um, but, I, but I feel for the people who are struggling and can't, who've got no idea what to do. They used to go to a gym or they were class and someone tells them what to do or, yeah. or, they, or they, they might have already had apps or stuff that they were using yep. at their gym. Yep. But then they, now they've got to adapt to something totally new and foreign. Um, yeah. So it's a oh. new environment. So yeah, I had to change that. Yep. But I'm doing a lot more. I'm, I still go, I, I ride bikes and that as well and run too. So now that I'm out of isolation, I'll go and yep. do those things. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, because you were in forced isolation for a couple of weeks, weren't you? Yeah, 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 I was. Yeah. Uh, so you can, when you're in that yeah. state, you can't do anything. You just got to stay inside the house and yeah. do your best to stay fit. Yeah, I remember seeing your Instagram post saying, oh, we're on holidays. And I was like, it's a good thing. I think it's awesome. Yeah. A great time to go on a holiday. But then I was like, I wonder if things get worse, like if it'll change. Yeah. Yeah, it got, got, worse, got worse faster than anyone thought too. So, and I guess yeah. it took us by surprise because we we had a um, there was a Singapore conference was supposed to be on mid April as well. We we're supposed to go to that. That was booked. Yeah. 
Uh, we were looking at a uh, convention over in Europe that was on as well, and uh, we, we we booked that. So I guess we had to cancel all those, obviously. Um, but we thought the American one was pretty safe. We thought at that stage when we left because it was looking okay, and we thought we'd get back before it was even remotely a problem. Yep. Um, how wrong were we? So four and a half hours on the phone yeah. called us every day for four days to try and get a try and get a flight out was was difficult. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I never thought saw, saw it coming. Um I saw I saw it in China, I thought, oh okay, this will be fine. And then they had the Chinese New Year and they didn't close the borders or anything. And I thought yeah. some, something's gonna yeah. come out of this. And uh yeah. sure enough it did. But hey, I think yeah. I think um, yeah, None of us knew really knew that it was going to go that fast. I, I really think, and, yeah. and I, th I think the, for me, and I mean, I'm not the scientist to know that, but the thing is, we, what's, we're going to, have to be very cautious. Of. We're all talking at the moment about some removing some restrictions or easing up on restrictions, which is, I yeah. think, that's has to happen anyway. Yeah. But um, when we make the first move, give it a little bit of time to settle in and, and yeah. see how much it see how much it increases at that stage, and then yeah. and work it through. Because the, the, the worst thing for businesses. I feel personally would be to open them and close again or to remove restrictions and have to put them back on again because yeah. um, that'll do multiple things. One, it's difficult to manage that. But two is um, the consumer confidence will be, yeah. be thrown for a lot longer um, yeah. rather than being yeah. maybe a, 12, a six or 12 month period of consumer confidence being down. It'll end up being 18 months to two years, maybe longer. Yeah. Um, we'll start doing those sort of moves. I think it's great how businesses, the good ones are adapting and, I, I haven't been in business very long. Like I'm still bidding, building mine part-time, but you have to adapt to the market and the changes. Yeah. And yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, totally, well, totally do. yeah, totally agree. Yeah, you have to adapt. And if you don't, you, uh, it, it's like I said, GFC was the same. It was no difference. Everyone, we thought, we thought when the GFC hit in business that it was yeah. over. So, and we we just committed to we just committed to something like seven and a half million dollars of uh, of work at that stage with clubs opening new clubs when the GFC hit, and we're already in it. And we thought, well, what do you do? We just got to go. So we went harder at that stage. Yeah. Everyone else was everyone else was backing off, and we just went harder. And end up being honestly, that ended up being the defining factor in our um, in our growth was was the GFC. When everyone else was stopped, yeah. we went at it harder with more aggression yeah. and. It, allowed us to build 10 yep. clubs in a period of less yep. than five years um, because everyone else was sort of had a bit of a stalemate. Should we, shouldn't we? They were yep. difficult to get finance and, um, and everyone was sort of thinking, well, do we, well is, is it going to bounce back? Which yep. it did. And yep. it always bounces back eventually. It just depends on question yeah. how long it takes. So. Yeah, I read somewhere about that. I think it was Warren Buffett referencing the fact that most successful businesses will do better in these times. And some of the businesses without a solid foundation or that leadership will struggle or crumble. So, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's it's a worry, it's a worrying time because you think of the ones it's the ones that are sitting on the borderline. There's a lot yeah. of there's been a lot of um, businesses. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. That have, there's it's a whole franchise franchise world at the moment. Yeah. All franchise, yeah, open businesses. Mum and dad investors get in and buy a business. Yeah. Maybe making just enough to pay a wage, which is which is okay. They're still staying afloat, but they're on the yeah. borderline. Yeah. And they're the ones that there's a, uh, a real decision for those guys to make at times like this about, well, is it worth continuing or not continuing? Yeah. Um, and have they got the cash to get them through this time period as well? So um, even this job keeper is a is a blessing, um, but mm. the, 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 for the for the employees and for the businesses, but um, a lot of a lot of general employees don't understand the the restrictions or the difficulty with paying it for for businesses too. Because you've got to pay it prior to getting a rebate back from that as well, and yep. and um, and that can put cash flow at a, a at a real stretch for for most businesses. So they've got no alternative but to stand people down or step them down totally and terminate. Yeah. So it's it's, it's a troubling time for a lot of those businesses. Well, I'll change it back, change the topic back to fitness for a second, and we'll yep. come back to business topics. But I'd like to know what would you recommend to people that have set some 2020 goals, like a lot of people have goals at the start of a year and this is, this may have stunted them. What would you say to those types of people that are keen on setting goals and they've set goals, but now maybe at a standstill, what would you say to keep them going? 
Um, I would say to look at every single way you can make this an opportunity. You've got less, um, the majority of the population, they've got less work, they've got more time, um, they're at home more often. Yep. It now allows us to look at it as a, as, a, as a positive focus on their diet and nutrition and those things as well. So yep. if it's, um, if you're, I don't know, it depends, it depends on what your sport is, on, on which way you can look at it from your angles. Is if you're a bodybuilder, well, you maybe you're probably not going to get the gains you would typically have at this time because you you would go to a gym typically with multiple different machines and make those yep. changes. But you may be able to hone your diet and nutrition at this stage and yep. focus on on weight loss or focus on on growth. If you're a, a triathlete at this time and you yep. you've got you, maybe your events aren't on right now, but it's a perfect time to set um, set a, a, a stable base over this time period, three six months to get a, a base of running a base of um, cycling fitness yep. in at this stage, even if you can't get to the pool and go swimming. Yeah. Um, so there's a, there's always one way you can look at it to to ready goals. If your goals are around fitness, yep. increasing fitness, well, it's pretty obvious the time's pretty good actually. The time has actually never been better because yep. there's less distraction. There's, there's less distraction that's with what's right. going on in your lives. Yeah. Um, with everything else that's going on, I think the problem is Netflix gets in the road. Um, and uh, stuff that we that probably is the. Mm. I don't think it's any different to regular life. Um, regular life, you got to you got to watch for the um, the things that can potentially throw you off balance, which may be the food, or it may be it may be um, work commitments, it may be family stuff that stops you doing these things. Yeah. Now that you're indoors, it's it's motivation around things that you. I've got time to do that later. Or I've got. I'll just watch another TV show here, or I can. I'm doing another conference call now, and and maybe avoid doing the training or trying to do it later tonight. Just keep. Or I, I really feel like it is. Be the same rigid set your goals maintain maintain as much uniform um activity as you possibly can yep. and try and keep a consistent a consistent um theme for that during the week so if you set if you set a weekly goal of exercise and activity mm-hmm. maintain it um, even if the exercise is sort of different yeah i think that's one aspect i've struggled with is adapting to the change and i think yeah. like everyone it's a change of your routine Yep. So you, you're not doing the same things that you used to do. So you've got to adapt new habits. Yep. And and for me, working out behind us, like we've got a bike there. Um, yep. I'm lucky that I scored a, a barbell and some weights on the weekend. So I'm back yep. to some weight training, which is good. Yep. Yep. Um, but there, are, there actually is a way you can do back exercises, I've figured out. So I've got some stools here and I've got a broom handle. So you can do, do yep. rows like that. Yeah, yeah. That, that's been really helpful. I'm not a fitness instructor, but I do take my fitness fairly moderately seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, do. That's I, don't, good. I don't compete, but look, um, yeah. I've been thinking seriously more about getting into an athlete's mindset. You know, why not? You've got the you've got this time on your hands to you know work out more. It's like, yeah. well, why not make the most yeah. of it rather than think of it as a hindrance so I can't do the, the same workouts I'd normally do. Just yeah. change it change it up. Yeah. Yeah the one thing we one thing we can't change is um is just is the people listening right now is depends on what type of personality type you are. You're either personality type that's will um will go one way and go, well it's it's just yeah. easy to blame this is a reason for it and it's a reason why my fitness levels got low and the reason why I can I can continue I can come out of this with a bit of an excuse around the back of this that it's okay that I've, I've let myself go a bit. We're yeah. the type of person who looks at it and goes, well, okay, well, this is a problem and how do I overcome that? And um, and how do I get out of this with, at least even if I'm not uh, um, the same level of athleticism I was before, yeah. um, I'm gonna come out of this in the best place I possibly can so I can grow on that. Yeah. And look at the other advantage, the other opportunities in that of, is it your, like I said, is your diet or other, other things you can focus on even if your exercise is different. The problem is when we're at home, um, you've got to, you've got to modify your routine. So you, and when we when we're typically in a, a standard a standard weekly um, activity for us might be go and do this on this day and do this on this day and this on this day. And as soon as you get out of that routine, um, it, it throws most people. So you just yep. got to think about it. laterally. Look at Google, to, um, yep. research back exercises or chest exercises or those things you can do. Yeah, yep. a lot of ideas they can do at home too. Yeah. My uh, younger brother's a he's a bodybuilder and he's a competitive yep. bodybuilder and he's struggled to just get creative 
in the backyard. Um, he's got he's got all of a barbell and some weights, maybe some little dumbbells. That's it. So yeah, yeah. He's actually yeah, just he's just been focusing on volume as opposed yeah. to the weight, and he's actually making gains, which is great to see. So. Yeah, so even and um, and volume and also for for bodybuilders is if you haven't got the weight to lift, you can just make your repetition slower too. So yep. it's all about time under tension yeah. for the growth. Yeah, uh, slow slow repetitions will do that, and you you don't need the weight either because you can get just as fatigued. Yeah, and you can look at this as a time period where you can actually focus on because um, you actually can grow more size doing it that way if if they're after if they're after growth. So um, so and once again, once again, it really depends on what they're after. So if it's someone who's a there's Bodybuilder, I'd, I'd be focusing on slow movements in, in body weight if you don't have the exercise to do, you don't have the weights machines to do, to real slow yep. movements. Yep. Um, if, you're a, if you're an athlete or a triathlete or someone who's in after fitness-based stuff, focus mm -hmm. on your cardiovascular fitness with other, other body weight um, functional yep. or getting, getting outdoors and doing runs and rides. Yeah. So does that lead into a product that you've been developing? Have you, you, you sort of hinted at something earlier that you were working on an online platform. Is that something that you guys are working on at the moment? Yeah, we do, we've delivered it now too. So we've got, we had our programs in the club, which were, um, we had a personal training program called Coaching Zone and, yep. and that was, um, and that's a group PT style thing. And most people know what sort of F45 or CrossFit yeah. and that is. It's sort of, it's yeah. our sort of version of that. So small group training yeah. style. Um, I guess the big, biggest advantage of what that was in the club, you had multiple different types of training. So one would be high intensity, one would be strength, one would be um, endurance style training, and we, we mix it up a lot. So we basically released that at home, um, but but without weights. So we understand people don't have don't have a lot of weights equipment at home, especially even if they do want it, you can't buy it at the moment. Yep. It's it's at a premium. So um, so yeah. launched that, that's not, that's all done on Zoom, and people log in, and we do consults like this on Zoom um, face to face and. Um, and, it's, and the feedback's been phenomenal. Like the, the members who are doing it are loving it. Yep. Um, we got a member who the other day donated a thousand dollars to to members who can't afford it. So she, because so, wow. they may have lost their jobs, so that's gone towards. Um, and we've then matched that as well. We've said, well, great, we'll match it and give, yep. give this to, to members who, who need that who can't, can't afford to do coaching zone at the moment. Yeah, I want to be able to do it. That's one aspect, and those who can afford to pay for that, because that's that's more one-on-one -on -one style and small group training. Then we've got our standard group fitness as well. So we might we do yep. cycle classes online now, and we do oh, nice. um, uh, body pump, body body boot style classes online, and yep. um, Zumba and dance and lots of stuff as well. Yoga, Pilates, that's all done online. Nice. Uh, and that's and that's just like a standard style group fitness. And the difference between, I guess it's it's not pre-recorded; it's live. So. I'll be seeing you. Hey, Aaron, I can, I can see you your spots up. Yeah. I'm having a chat yeah. to in between and you check them out more than during the workout. Yeah. Uh, and you can sort of give them that feedback as opposed to a pre-recorded. Yeah. Um, but they are recorded then put up online later for members to then look at if they if they right. just come a timetable of times. That's good. Um, and um, and the last one we've launched is our Ninja Park stuff. So same, yeah. same, same base stuff, but it's, but it's Ninja Park for kids. So you might have a three to six-year-old child who, who wants to do um fun based workouts and yeah. uh, we our coaches do those as well and then we'll get your adult based ninja ones too and our philosophy with that is is a two by two meter square so anything you should be able to do all of the exercises in two by two meters yeah um and if you if you can't do it in that then we, we've got to modify the exercises for you so because we know some people have in one bedroom apartment have got no room um yeah. and they need to be able to do ground based movement yeah. as well so and they've gone gone really well so like at the moment we've got um, across the country, I think we've got seven and a half thousand people signed up. In yeah. our, our region, there's about seven or eight hundred um, signed up on, on that program. So it's um, it's gone pretty pretty well. Yeah, we can't complain. Nice. Going back to the business for a second, how important has your communication as a leader been to the team? Critical, um, absolutely yeah. critical. And I guess we. Actually, that's a that's a pretty valid point that we had to go through a bit of change even with that too because yeah. typically you've got all these staff, you've got different management levels and you've got yeah. so our, our structure at the moment is there's me, we've got RBMs, regional business managers and then go and um, assist and, and manage the club managers and we then go and tell their teams. Now, the big change has been with all that gone, that structure gone and people on stand down and um, it's sort of been a lot more direct communication for me 
to the yeah. team. Wow. Um, so trying to pull them all together and uh, we've got over 200 staff in our just this local area. Wow. Um, so we had Zoom meetings with, with them all on the Zoom meetings to try and communicate. And probably the, the one um, thing we've noticed at the back of that is I think it's allowed me to talk directly to our team. And I've, yep. and I've always been that type of, type of leader who could, could would meet with team members. I'm always here for them. But yep. I feel a lot of the time the team members don't typically reach out to me. Yep. Unless it's a, a real problem, yep. so um, it's been good to connect with those guys too. So, so we've had to. It's been more of a, um, well, shit's hit the fan. To uh, be really honest, and um, the only person who can fix this is me uh, when it gets to that. And I'm, uh, I've got to got to jump in and make sure the teams communicate to about what JobKeeper means, what it means for their pay, yep. what it means for not having income right now. What's the opening re look? Like? What are, what would the reopenings look like if it, if and when that happens, yeah, um, because they need the confidence um, from yeah. direct source as opposed through a, a yeah. um, Chinese whispers down through different departments and yeah. until they find a, a version of the truth which is hopefully close to it. Yeah. They've had to make sure the direct management style, which has been um, has been uh, quite quite a quite an awakening to be honest too, because for me, sort of one of the things I've always wanted to be is closer to our team and talking more to them. So. Yeah, it's, it's made me have to do that. That's good. It's good to hear that um, you've kept them in the loop. And I think coming from the horse's mouth, you can't really argue. I think trust is everything right now. You need to have trust. Um, I don't know if I mentioned earlier, but I started a new role that same week that you went on holiday. So I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> so I started a new role. Um, company is experiencing downturn so I yeah. put my hand up to just go back to four days and yeah. that was enough to sort of say okay I'm in the same situation as the company because I did have to cut back a couple of people as well just some of the admin staff and stuff so yeah. thought, well while, while I'm coming up to speed I might as well put my hand up and say four days is enough um, Rather than them having a difficult conversation with me later down the track, so yeah, no, that's that's good of you to do that too. And there's, um, and that, that shows that, that shows your understanding of what the business is going through too. And and it's um, it's awesome when when employees can do that and, and reach out to try and be supportive to them. Um, the hard part in, in our situation, I'm also I'm also a type of manager and and um, an owner who I don't like to stop them to ever feel like they're being used either. So I don't want them to, even though they're even though on stand down, I want to make sure we're not overstepping the boundaries and asking them to do more than they should at this stage. And it's going to be totally voluntary. So we probably we probably uh, push away sometimes a little bit too hard, um, you know, because we ju we just don't want them to feel like we'd ever use them. Yeah. Um, yep. uh, but um, that's awesome that you've done that. Yeah. And and how, how's the company going at the moment? It's good. We're we're actually getting inquiries, but different inquiries to what yep. we normally would. Obviously, we're working a lot with companies on COVID, so yeah. risk assessments and developing infection management policies and things like that, and introducing yeah. them to third parties such as PPE and disinfection type um, processes that they probably didn't know were out there. So, yeah, yeah. Um, which is very helpful for a business that needs to keep disinfecting their workplace whether it be for clients or their employees, you know, so. Yeah. And it's going to become, it's going to become a, a normal practice, just like WHS, OHS was when that first, when we, we've always talked about work safety, but yeah. it became a, a standard, standard requirement of all businesses, a legal requirement of all businesses. It needs to be much the same too, yeah. to make sure we've got hygiene practices that we, we wouldn't thought in the past would ever have applied unless you're in a hospital. So. Yeah. I, I've been in the gym at, CrossFit and um, a couple of times I'm on, you know, you're on the floor doing burpees and you're like, well, oh, I don't know when the last time this floor was uh, cleaned, you know, and yeah. so I think maybe the confidence will be there to, you know, that it's going to yeah. be cleaned every time you, you probably work out, I guess, if, if gyms open up soon, I think. It's a funny, it's a funny thing. We, we joked about it um, prior to closing because we had, because obviously everyone was we were really focused heavily on cleaning and disinfecting everything and yeah. For a couple of reasons, obviously, we didn't want to get sick, but then also for the, for the customers to feel safe in the environment at the same time. Um, and the gyms were never as clean as they, they were at that stage. And even though we always clean twice a day, we always wipe things down and consoles of cardio 
But in a, in a gym, typically you're running on a treadmill, it could have been cleaned five minutes before, and they flick sweat all over it. It's not going to get clean for another couple of hours, typically. Yeah. So um, the sweat might sit there for a while for the, that environment, but yeah. the members started to get behind it too. So members were cleaning things oh. down. So as soon as they get off, they wipe things down. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that's a, it's, it, show, it's, it shows a level of pride from, a, from, a, from the customer's perspective in the club too to try and keep the places clean. Yep. Because unless you've got someone there 24-7 cleaning all the time, it's impossible for a business to do it. Yep. So you, you really need everyone to step up and assist in that too. So um, so for ours, we noticed that for our members, they're really, um, they're really, really willing to try and help. Obviously from a safety perspective themselves as well, but yeah, yeah. Um, they understood it. Yeah, yeah I was, that was my next question was how do you see training and fitness in the future? I think from my point of view, I guess if members are contributing to the hygiene and that healthy um, health and safety point of view, then it kind of eliminates the problem in a way. Yeah, it does. As long as, as, we're good. As, long as they're the, um, self-assessing as well. Yeah, yeah. And I guess we've got the um, so so that's that's a big part of what the confidence coming back into this for for customers will be. Um, we we go we go to a supermarket and it's our own responsibility when we go there to have our, our hand sanitizer in the car or wipe your trolleys, those sort of things as well. So there is a, there's a responsibility for each individual person to look after themselves at the same time. As a business, we have to just make sure that we can we can manage social distancing the best possible way we can inside a club. And there's been some reports that have come out about whether we're going to have to make um, one treadmill usable, the next one not usable. And if you've got a small club, like a small boutique studio or a, or a small gym, it's become very difficult. We're lucky with ours that we've got a lot of space so in our studios, we can still have, with safe working environments, still have 20-odd people in the studio. And um, and we could probably move our cardio apart and have gaps between between cardio. Um, we're even talking about now about um, about ways of, of making sure like real-time data back to members about how many people are inside the facilities because, we, oh, yeah. because we've got that data. Yep. So we can share that with them rather than hide that information, just say, well, the quiet times are here, this is how many people are in and this is the safe working environment. So that members can see that. And I think um, because we've got to look at this as a, as a reasonably long-term problem. Um, so if we, if we knew this was going to be over in six months and there'd be no issues with um, safety and, and hygiene after that, you probably wouldn't bother as much. But, but it's going to be probably 12 to 18 months of, of, um, of people thinking about it. And before it starts to be just like, oh, it's the flu again. And now flu yeah. season's around and we're going to watch out for it. Yep. It's going to take a good couple of years. So I think mm-hmm. members are going to want that real-time data on who's in the club, as we feel too. So um, so we're planning to make – there'll be a few changes like that. We see a bit more information back to members along with the hygiene practice as well. I think it's it's great that members can come to the club and have confidence in what you're doing. I think – I don't believe that every business would be thinking along those lines, but I think the fact that you are, that's that's commendable. That's – that's something that I think it's really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And we tried. We tried even before the closure to do um, to do that too. And like um, we're even, I won't even allow our staff to go to a club um, now, even though we can go and do things like shoot live videos from inside the club to, to send out. Um, we we absolutely minimise that as much as possible because we're trying to make sure that a, a staff member could go to the club, touch the door that someone else has touched, and go yeah. inside and do that. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And even though we can put safe practices in place and remind them on a regular basis they've got to clean their hands and do these yeah. things, it only takes someone to make a mistake and, and they get sick. So, yeah. um, and that we're we're pretty intense on that, and we're the same with the members. So we want to make sure that when members come in, they're not going to get sick inside the facilities too. So, yeah. Yeah. and I think um, we're going to try not to hide that. Try not to hide that either. Yeah. Um, if someone gets sick, you got to tell them, and this is what's happened, and shut the facility down, clean yeah. it. Yeah. Um, that, that's what that's you have the to only, do. Yeah. That's the only way you build confidence, um, tell yep. the truth. Yep. <laughs> otherwise, nice. yep. otherwise, 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 they assume you lie to them. That's it. Yeah. Well, how do you see training and fitness in 10 to 15 years from now? Have you thought that uh, far ahead? From Yeah, we, we have. I think we've, we've thought of, um, we, we think facilities are going to continue to evolve and change. And anyone who says this model is dead is, is wrong. It's just, it just evolves its way either in or out of it. Yeah. Um, and I think businesses that are too rigid on their models, doesn't matter whether it's fitness or not. Um, if the only thing you can sell is a cookie and that's all you're selling is a cookie yeah. and then cookies become unfavorable in some time period for whatever reason, 
yeah. you don't adapt and make donuts or something else, whatever it may be, then you're going to become redundant. Yeah. So, and fitness is the same. We've, I think, what what I what I've noticed in the last, and I'm, and I'm only forty five, but in the last twenty odd years, um, everything's been recirculated. So, uh, when I started, functional training was a thing, and circuit training was a thing, and yeah. it, it seemed like it was a new thing, like ten years ago or fifteen years ago, and then it seemed like a new thing again, and nothing's new. Okay. There's no new equipment. There's no there's no yeah. new there's no new real movements. Yeah. There's uh, we learn more about about safe exercises, safe practices and, and volume of training and those things. We've learned more about those, but yep. the exercise movements are fairly much the same. Yep. Um, so things that won't we know won't go away will be running and riding and anything you can do outdoors um, will be translated to something they can do inside a venue. Yep. Um, so climbing and um, crawling, running, those sort of things will be there. So yep. we feel it'll be more of a more of a push towards things like our ninja park. And, and, and as yeah. much as our ninja park isn't a, isn't isn't so much as a gym like a training yeah. gym, yeah. but it's a movement place. So where yeah. people people are going to look for for those sort of activities for fun base. But remembering that majority of the population that can do that will be um, your forties and under or forty fives and under who are the ones who will resonate towards that fairly easily. Yeah. Um, we think that um, we think the gyms will be probably um, there'll be a lot more virtual training. Going on, so things where now that now that this is a, this has evolved, um, I think consults and those things will happen a lot more easily via Zoom and those platforms. So you'll yeah. still do your physical component in clubs um, a lot of the time from a socialising perspective or using machinery and equipment. But when it comes to um, meetings or catch ups and and those things, a lot more of that will happen virtually because um, I, I don't think there's a real need for that to happen. Which means clubs can then start to downsize some of their space the new clubs won't be quite as large and they won't have the bigger office spaces and those things because, yeah. Um, yeah. because we looked at, um, we looked at our business as an example and got all these offices there where staff were in and we've, we didn't go to homework before because we thought we had to keep people productive yeah. and have been forced to do it and people were still productive. So it's, it's, yeah. we've all faced that. As far as the gym activities, um, is we've seen less cardiovascular style equipment. So they're doing less treadmills, less bikes, less, Okay. Ellipticals, that's the stuff, more burpees, more yeah. body weight style training. Um, I think there'll be a bit of a shift back towards um, equipment, um, and treadmills and that again over time. Yeah, yeah. And as, we, as we develop more classes on those units, so like starting yeah. running clubs and those things, which will create more boutique gyms in, yeah. with treadmills, doing running running gyms and cycle gyms. Yeah. Um, but, but I guess the, the thing is, there's no real set path at the moment. It's really, is there an opportunity? Do people like it? Yes, they do. Then we'll run that way for a while until it starts to evolve and yep. change again. All right. Well, I think, I think from a payment perspective, gyms will, gyms will have to have a little bit more um, uh, flexible options for that too um, yep. over time. So people are, people are resonating towards multiple options. They like to train multiple different ways and flexibility in their own training. So, so gyms are going to, have to need to look, they are going to need to look at those sort of solutions as well, I think. Yeah, I think flexible options provides, it's, it's a, just another product that you can sell. And the more options you've got, then the more market reach you're going to have, I think. You know? Yeah, totally agree. And everyone's got a different lifestyle. And uh, I'm lucky enough to adapt my membership with my current gym, um, which is ironic because I didn't need to, I haven't had to travel. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. if I was traveling interstate, I can't go to the gym. So yeah, um, they've adapted that membership for me personally, but not a lot of gyms do that kind of stuff. So yeah. yeah. And people do travel and it's, and even if they don't, like we, we found that the flexibility in multiple locations in one area, yeah. um, we've, we've been, we've prided ourselves on having each one of our clubs a little bit different. Yeah. So some members say, oh, why can't we have that machine over at this club as well? But yeah. it also allows our members to then go to that club and train a bit differently for a while rather than yeah. rather potentially leave and then go to a competitive operation yeah. and go somewhere else for a different training environment and, and feel like it's a holiday yeah. before you then come back to your, to your regular environment. Yeah. Uh, even if you don't leave and travel interstate, um, there's, there's the ability to be able to do that in, in, in lots of clubs now as well too. So There will be a lot more amalgamation, we feel, too, over club. There's been a... A lot of chains have been bought up at the moment, and anyone who's on the who's on the brink of it will be probably bought up. Or there's opportunities for others to buy those guys up. 
yeah. which unfortunately creates less competition, but yeah. um, for, for, from, a, from a consumer perspective, but it also can raise a professionalism for, for standards sometimes. Yeah. Too. Well, let's kick on to some rapid fire questions just for people to get to know you a little bit better. They're, they're just some random questions. Think of the first thing that comes to mind. So yeah, yeah. when you think of the word successful, who's the first person that comes to mind and why? Uh, funnily enough, when you say that Richard Branson came to mind, but he's not my idol either. So, but I, um, <laughs> but, um, so Richard Branson, Jay Blanick, um, is probably someone I hold in high regard. Who's a, who's a friend of mine who's in charge of Apple health and fitness. Um, and, successful because of the fact that he's so um he's just done the right thing by everyone his entire life um like he's a, he was he's like the jane fonda of fitness in america yeah. uh, for males in america and he's he's worked his way through just looking after people and being supportive of people and, and helping them grow their careers and that to run his own business now, now to be the in charge of head health and fitness globally um yeah. for yeah. for apple um is a massive feather in his cap and he's done it the entire time with um, still holding true to the values of, of genuinely nice guy, always look after people, always do the right thing by people. Yeah. There's a stood on anyone's head to get to that. And yeah. that's what I sort of see success as more than, yeah. um, more than money. Um, yeah. It's being, it's being prominent, but, but how you get prominent um, is yeah. what I look at as successful. Interesting. Um, if you could study any new subject with any expert in the world, what would it be and with who? Hmm. COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I could study, yeah, it's a good, that's actually a really good question. Um, I think probably uh, global financing, probably, global to be honest. Finance. Okay. Yeah, because um, I uh, that's I, I mean I understand it. I sort of know how it works, but I'd like to understand the intricacies of yep. um, how, yeah, yeah, more for me so that how the actual global global financial model ticks yep. um, because it's it is it's a balancing act between countries and and uh, consumer purchases and and that part and. No, for no more reason than it's just a just an interest of mine than um yeah. and I than I see myself wanting to be a um a billionaire. Um it's more <laughs> that I've just I've just got a just got a real um interest in understanding how that part of the world ticks. And if if you chose an expert to do that with, who do you reckon you'd choose? Um probably Bill Gates. Um okay. so he seems to, and I, I don't know him personally, but he seems to uphold good values of that and he's been he's yeah. been through the right of i'm sure he's been through the right of being um, criticized for being a, a terrible tyrant of money for for a lot of his career but yeah. he's um now he's at the stage of experience where he's um you can see that he's trying to trying to make good and, and trying to make the right decisions that's what that's what it seemed like from a media perspective anyway without knowing him personally yeah. um but i think he's he's now held in high regard as someone who's trying to have he's got a he's got a good um good mind for um uh, for good around the planet, um, whether it be in finance or whether it be in, um, so whether it be in the economy or whether it be in um, pollution or whether it be in um, um, humanitarian causes, excuse yeah. me, all of those at the moment. Yeah, that does pay to have that expertise, doesn't it? And the experience. Yeah, it does. If you could offer your younger self any piece of advice, what would it be? Um, just keep doing what you're doing. Um, stay consistent. Don't worry about what's going to happen in the future um, because it just pans itself out. Um, the one bit of advice I always give my daughters is probably the best way to look at it because um, it's probably the advice I give myself at that same age is things will just happen. Just look for the opportunities. So don't worry about don't worry about where you're at right now. Just yeah. enjoy the moment. If it's a yeah. job that you don't want to be in long term, when and this is, and these are conversations I've had with them over the years. Yeah, it's not not meant to be long term. It's meant okay. to be just, just be there for a time period. Yeah. If the opportunity comes up that it is there for long term and something feels right, then just yeah. just be willing to take that jump when that opportunity comes up. Um, 
don't, don't sweat it. Just the right thing will happen if you just keep your eyes open. Yeah, I like that. I think it's easy to get caught up in, you know, if you're unhappy, it can fog, fog your perspective on things, in my view. Um, what, what is happiness? That's the, that's a good question. And I, and I often get asked that a lot. Um, and what is happiness in business? What's happiness in your personal life? The problem is we, we see all these other people doing well and we, we put ourselves against those other people. Yeah. And we go, I can't be successful because of this is what I want to be like and yeah. that's what I'll be like. And then rather than focusing on where we're at right now and enjoying that part of it um, and looking at that person as a role model, yeah. we look at that person as almost competition and we say it's, it's difficult to get to that. I can't understand why they got to that and I'm never going to get to that. And they forget that, um, look, we, for us, we, we consider ourselves reasonably successful. And um, it's an overnight success after 20 years. So there's a, there's, there's a lot of work that had to happen in that time period. Yeah. And I think we forget that a lot of the time because we, yeah. we're so focused on, on what it should look like. Um, but, yeah, I think it's, we just got to enjoy the, just got to enjoy the ride. And, um, and if you're not enjoying it, it's probably because you're focused in the wrong spot. Yeah. Um, job is a job. Yeah, what are you doing the job for? Is it to raise money to pay for bills? And if that's what it yeah. is, you're doing it for a worthwhile reason. And it's um, and just focus on the fact that the job is enough to keep keep bills coming in. Then then focus on your lifestyle and yeah. enjoy the lifestyle part. If work's just work, yeah. if work's not if work's not satisfying and and it's not paying the bills and that as well, then there's a good opportunity to change. Yeah. And change to something which is which is probably a little more aligned with your personal view. And you know, I would look for a leader that you like to follow. And try and work for that person, um, yeah. even if the pay is worse. Um, yeah. it'll, it'll eventually turn out. Association. Yeah. I think um, I heard this saying: "You are the average of the five people you hang around." So you can take a look around your environment and say, "This is my future," basically. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Really, really, it's it's a very, very, very true statement. That one too, because. You hang around successful people, you'll be more successful. If you hang around people who are happy, you'll be more happy. Yep. You hang around people who whinge and moan and, and yep. complain all the time. Yep. Guarantee, after enough time, you'll be complaining and whinging and moaning as well. Yep. Other people look at you like that as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think ego comes into it. If you're not willing to seek those people out and talk to them and understand what they do and what it, what, what it takes to be successful, then you may end up staying where you are. So. Yeah, totally agree with you, mate. Interesting. Um, what websites, pages, or blogs do you visit on a regular basis? Um, I'm not a big blogger. I don't, I don't look at... Uh, I, I'm not a big social media fan either. I, I, I use it, and yeah. I'll, I'll post it. But if I, if I didn't have businesses personally, I probably wouldn't be on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, because I just... I, I, I'm not a big fan of uh, uh, once again the negativity. I don't like to surround myself with negative um, rubbish. Yeah, and there's yeah. you can look for positive stuff, but typically it it's a, it opens up paranoia. So we're, even though we're on, even though we're on social media quite a bit, I'm, I'm not I'm not a massive fan of it. Yeah. Things I would visit probably is um, Audible, um, probably more apps, Audible books where you where you listen yeah. to books. There are lots of books on there. I'll download and, and do that too because yeah. if I've got time in the car traveling between locations, yeah. I like to listen. Books, which yeah. are typically from Seth Godin, or, um, yeah. uh, or I've got a number of people I listen to, um, yeah. uh, which I like to listen to. What are you listening um, to at the moment? Uh, the latest ones uh, is The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. Um, yeah, so I haven't heard of that. One. A, it's good. He's, 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 he's got Simon Sinek. He's, yeah, he's yeah. a great um, leadership author, and yeah. uh, um, it's it's one of his latest ones, but I've got that one at the moment. I've also listened to um, the, the Trillion Dollar Coach, which is one of the guys who's from um, uh, Silicon Valley, and he coached all the all the, the, the who's who's of, of Silicon Valley. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're, they're the ones I'm listening to at the moment. As far as other websites, um, probably Pro Bike Kit. Um, downloading stuff from my bikes, buying products from my push bike. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> In Samba, uh, which is a, a VW um, VW website where you can buy, look at yeah. it's like a look at information people who've got VW buggies because I've got you a project in the one. garage. Yeah, you did you? Yeah. You still got you still got one? I got two. Yeah. What, oh, you got two. 
I bought one as a as a uh, project sort of car for work years ago, and yeah. we got to paint it up just quickly and put logos all over it. Yeah. But it's all it was all rusted back then, so it's rusted to bits now. So we bought another one just just recently, and yeah. it's a project with my youngest daughter. Well, uh, look, I've got a mate who neighbours waving at me as we walk past. So, oh. um, it's in the garage. We're going to get that painted shortly and and put that all together as so we make one out of two, basically. Interesting. Yeah. Well, off topic, I've got a friend who actually gets parts 3D printed from the States for V-dubs. And oh, really? Yeah, yeah, he's got, he's got a, he's not even an engineer, but he, he has a patent, patent technology that he's put together yeah. and he makes, he makes minimal dollars, but it's yeah. a hobby for him. So he likes doing it. So that's awesome. And that's, yeah. and that's, that's actually a good use of it. Actually, I hadn't thought of that before because, um, so, so many parts of old cars, not just VWs, but all these old cars are so yeah. hard to get. Yeah. And if you've got the schematics, you can print anything nowadays, can't you? You can, yeah. You only yeah. need a, a CAD drawing and um, you yeah. can get it printed up. So I'll um, yeah, put you in contact yeah. after this. Yeah, yeah that'd be awesome. Mate. Yeah, there'll <laughs> be some parts on there, I'm pretty sure. Well, he, he just started out of necessity. You know, I watched him try and build parts out of stainless steel for, you know, the seals that go into the VW wagons. Yeah, yeah, the combi wagon, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, combi van. Yeah, um, he was trying to rebuild them out of stainless steel, and every time he formed the metal, it would crack. Yeah, and he did it yeah. so many different ways, and I was like, "Mate, you need to try something new," and he did. <laughs> yeah. And now he's getting them printed, so yeah, it's cool. That's, so you're printing stainless? Can you? I didn't know you do that. Um, I don't think it's stainless. It's like another material, but it's strong yeah. enough to. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 awesome. Yeah, let me know. I'll, I'm happy to have a chat to him. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah well. Um, who else would you want to work with who you haven't in the past? Um, I've worked with some pretty cool people. Um, I really have over the years. Good question. Fitness industry-wise, I've uh, worked with most of the the top leaders in Australia anyway. Um, hmm. That's a good question. I'll have to come back to you on that one. Okay. Who do I want to work with? I sort of feel I work with multiple people now, even though we, you know, I think our competitors, I see is, um, even, I still feel we work with those guys too. Um, even if it's, even if it's not so much verbally, but um, how we're shaping the industry too. Um, it's someone I like to work side by side with. Um, yeah. All right. I don't know. We can come um, back to that one. Yeah. yeah. What does your daily routine look like? Uh, so, well, every morning it's pretty much get up. If I don't if I don't exercise in the morning, it's it's at night it's at night time. Yeah. Because um, I typically my days are full from sort of yeah. seven thirty or eight o'clock in the morning till sort of after dark. Um, so I try and I try and get my workouts done in the morning. Yeah. And it's why usually a bike ride if it's if it's cardio or it's. Um, or it's go to the gym and do some weights or functional training. Yeah. Um, breakfast is always usually by seven seven o'clock or something like that at the at the latest. Yeah. Um, and I'm up and, and use your conference calls at eight o'clock or eight thirty at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, and then meetings and stuff all day. Um, but there's always breakfast in between. There's always a morning snack. There's always lunch. There's always afternoon snack, and then there's always dinner somewhere yeah. in that that time period. Um, yeah. Because we've got so many um, national businesses there's a lot of our a lot of my days phone calls and conversations with people yeah um, but we always make time to have our local our local team catch-ups as well sometime in the morning to set direction for the day um yeah every, every day every day always involves exercise and work of some way shape or form some description yep. um yeah that's a typical day all right do you, do you end up getting the right amount of sleep or is it something that is um, on the back burner sometimes for you as a busy business owner? Uh, I think, yeah, it's hard to tell. It's probably not enough sleep a lot of the time, but it's, yeah. it's through another, the only, only time I really do um, relaxation time other than my cardio and there's at night time, so late, late at night. Yeah. So sometimes I'll sit down and just watch something or I'll, I'll talk to the girl, my, my daughters or something like that at night time. Yeah. We're, we're pretty good family. And we sort of spend a bit of time together around the house as well. Yeah. Um, so I usually I get to bed sort of ten o'clock is a standard night ten ten thirty. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, the upper six or something like that. So it's, it's I'm sort of getting between. See, I'm using most nights as six hours to be honest. Most yeah. nights. Um, yeah. it, that's feels like it's enough at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't get too tired. Lots of coffee. Yeah, I don't know if you follow Arnold. Do you, do you know many Arnold Schwarzenegger quotes? Yeah, I've oh, quite a few, but I don't, I'm not sure which one you're referring to. He says <laughs> something along the lines of, um, most people sleep eight hours a night, but um, he recommends six hours so that you get more hours in the day. And he says, you know, I know, I know most people will say, well, I sleep seven or eight hours. He says, just to sleep faster. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I that. I have heard that one too. Um, you know, I, 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 how much is too much sleep or how much is enough sleep? I find if I sleep too much, if I sleep more than eight hours, I'm more tired. Yep. Um, and so I find um, I typically I function well and I drink plenty of water and I've got a great diet and I exercise regularly. Yep. Um, and I think my body will tell me if I need more sleep. So if I need more sleep, I just I think that the thing is what we don't, most of us aren't attuned to is listening to yourself. So yep. if you need more sleep, take it. If you need to get to bed at eight o'clock or nine o'clock one night because you're bugging, go to bed. Just listen to your body. That's that's probably more important than anything else. Yeah. And um and I agree that um I think that too much sleep is a killer. I think too much sleep is worse than, than yeah. not quite enough, actually. <laughs> Interesting view. Yeah. I, I'm the same. I try and get six I try to get six to seven hours, but um yeah. My body clock, I think I'm more of a night owl. So yeah. my brain just starts to really come up with great ideas around midnight for some yeah. reason. I don't know why, but yeah. I end up, yeah. up writing or putting together ideas and it's just weird. But hey, so I keep weird. my phone in my bed and if I wake up and I'm thinking about something, whether it's stress or whether it's just an idea or whatever, I'll just go type in my phone quickly. I put it in a calendar item for the next yeah. morning yeah. and then, they, then, I can, then I can pass out again. But I do sleep well when I'm asleep. I just, I mean, yeah. it lights out. Oh, yeah. Um, but when I'm awake, it's summer. Yeah. <laughs> it's over there. Yeah. Well, final rapid question, John. Do you drink alcohol? If so, what's your drink of choice? Yeah, I do. I, I, for a long time there, I didn't. Um, like when I was young, I so prided myself on not drinking any at all. Um, if, uh, that was for quite a few years. Yeah. Um, but, but I don't, I'm not a not a binge drink or anything like that. I, I like my red wine actually. So I like a, oh, I like a glass of glass of wine when I'm cooking and that's the stuff at home and yeah. like a pinot or a Shiraz. Um, but um, I will drink a bit of white wine every now and then. Just not, not my preferred choice. And yeah. I do like a I do like a beer too. Um, my, the beer I would drink would probably be most of the time be an IPA um, or something like that, which I I do enjoy. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, but I don't. But I drink a lot though. So I might have the so two 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 drinks for me. So is is me drinking. Yeah. Um, so if we go to a barbecue, might have two, maybe three drinks yeah. um, or something like that. But it's I'm not much of a drinker. Yeah. For me, because for me, it's more that I I enjoy the the social social aspect of it more than anything else. And yeah. and uh, nighttime for me, if I'm going to have a uh, wine at nighttime, is more the relaxation. The day's yeah. over. It's a, it's a message to my brain really to yeah. have a drink. I can relax and sit down and. And just enjoy what I'm doing right now. That's sort of yeah. probably why I, why I might have a drink at night time. Um, but um, but I hate the feeling the next day if you're hungover. So I haven't had one of those for for quite a while now. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. I actually found I was getting hangovers from one or two drinks. So I started finding out a bit more information. I went to the doctor, and yeah. I've got raised LFT due to oh, yeah. probably due to creatine. So I stopped creatine. Yeah. Yeah, got it. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that kidney can affect, can affect that. It definitely can. So, yeah. so with um, so were you taking much creatine? Um, I think I might have just taken it for an extended period because it's in one of those pre-trainer type yeah. drinks, and I was like taking that on and off for CrossFit and stuff like that. But I just stopped. I went yeah. take that ever ever again. So, yeah, yeah, it inhibits your body's production of it too, and. And you're supposed to have breaks from, from creatine too, which is one of the things you have for a period of time and then have a break for it. Yeah. Um, I don't take any supplementation at all, but um, I, I tried a few, quite a few years ago. I just feel just look yeah. after your diet. Yeah. Um, but, it, but it does, but supplementation is beneficial for those who aren't eating the right foods and trying to get, trying to get yeah. the right quantities in at times too. So. I've been, over the last few weeks, I've focused more on diet than I ever have. And yeah. 
I'm actually feeling sharper and sleeping better. So yeah. I'm waking up before my alarm clock and all this weird stuff. It's like, oh, I don't know if it's placebo effect or it's just like me feeling better. I'm, I'm guessing it is. Cause, no, it's, it's yeah. your totally, your totally, um, it's your physiology, mate. It's um, yeah. when, when, you're, when you're eating better and you're exercising and um, your body's just healthier, it's 100% it is. You think clearer too. Um, yeah. People don't realise how closely related diet is to the sleep and, and uh, mental mental stress. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, we still keep sticking the crap foods into our mouths and, and yeah. drinking the wrong food, drinks and eating the wrong foods. And um, yeah. it's just a recipe for disaster, unfortunately. Well, look, thanks for coming on the podcast, John. It's been a yeah. massive privilege. Um, we're in early days of our podcast, as you might know. Um, I hope it's not the only episode we can do. I reckon in the future we can do another one post-pandemic, possibly. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, no, thanks for having me on, too. It's been, good. it's been good to chat about it as well. For the benefit of the listeners, where can people reach you to ask you questions about health, fitness, business? Yeah, so if they, um, my email is jperlo at um, genesisfitness, so G-E-N-E-S-I-S fitness.com.au. And if there are any questions around business or, um, or fitness or, or want to get started or just need some advice, just um, get an email me there and I'll, um, I'll get back to them from there. And if they want a phone call or my email response, I'll have my phone number on it as well and they can yep. um, call me if they need to pick up the phone. Yeah. Nice.